Sorry, I just got a text. My son lost a tooth. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. It pops up on my iPad. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so we're, as I mentioned earlier, we're continuing this, uh, this series that we've been doing for the season of Lent, and it's been called From Graves to Gardens. And so it's all about this journey that we've been on together, this, this journey of reflection about uh, the transformation and, and salvation that's, that's ours through our relationship with, with Christ and uh, just the beauty of what happens when we turn in repentance to Jesus and, and we, we get to see firsthand what can happen when, when we let God do what only God can do. And, uh, and I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Uh, each week has been uh, impactful for me and, and we've been looking at some of these different journeys that we go on along that journey of salvation and transformation. We've talked about uh, what God can do, how God can take us from rejection to redemption, how God can, can move us from revenge to restoration, how God can transform us from rehearsal to renewal. And so today, uh, we're gonna look at this very special journey that, that's gonna move us uh, into the, from the season of Lent into this season of, of Holy Week and uh, all the way to Easter. So this morning, what I wanna talk about is this unique journey from uh, what I wanna call lament to ascent. Uh, We've been looking at these particular psalms that are called psalms of lament. These are uh, psalms in, in the book of Psalms that, that talk about just the, the pain and, and struggle that we, as we struggle with sin and the, and the brokenness in our lives and in our world. And uh, it's been part of this uh, daily devotional series called Soundtrack that my friend J.D. Walt has written and some of you all are doing and, and has said you've enjoyed. Uh, today, we're actually gonna take uh, two psalms or two psalms and put them together, Psalm 28 and Psalm 121. The first psalm, Psalm 28, is, is the final psalm of lament. And the second psalm, Psalm 121, is one of the first of what uh, scholars call the, the psalms of ascent. Psalm 120 through 145 are called the psalms of ascent. And they're uh, basically intended to be sung by, by people who are on a journey. Uh, most specifically, a lot of scholars say that, that these were psalms that were likely sung as people made their pilgrimage uh, from wherever they lived to the city of Jerusalem, which is where we're headed next week for, uh, for Holy Week. So I thought it was appropriate for us today. Uh, the psalms remind us that, that we're people on the move, that, that God's taking us somewhere. And, and so I think it's important for us to look at that today, that movement from the psalms of lament to the psalms of ascent. And, and here's why I think it's really important for us today. I want to share with you just a little story. Uh, last week, I had a funny conversation with my mom. Uh, you know, my parents attend our, our 830 service. And uh, usually on the way home, I'll call mom and, and uh, you know, ask her how I did. And she'll, she'll give me some feedback about the day. And uh, so uh, I had this conversation with her last week. And, and uh, she, uh, she told me in, in very kind and motherly ways, she said, Trey, I think you're oversharing a little bit. Uh, in your sermons. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? And uh, she said, well, you've been talking about how you're stressed and worried and you can't sleep and you're holding grudges and all these things. And, and, then, and then you tell us not to do those things. So, so people are gonna start thinking you're not practicing what you're preaching. And, uh, <laughs> and so at first I kind of dismissed it and I thought, you know, mom, you just, you just don't like, like it when I admit I'm not perfect. You know, I'm an only child, so you know, I don't do anything wrong. 
Um, <laughs> so at first I kind of dismissed it. And then, then I kind of got a little defensive. I, I said, you know, I thought, well, you know, I, I want people to know that I'm not perfect, that I'm, you know, a work in progress like everybody else. And I have struggles and I want, I want my sermons to be real and relevant. And, uh, and then after I got off the phone, I thought about it some more and I thought, you know what? She's right. Moms are always right, aren't they? Moms, yeah. <laughs> but here's what I realized. Here, here, here's how I, what I took from that conversation. Not, not that I was oversharing. Uh, in fact, in some ways, she made me realize I was undersharing. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, I was sharing a lot. I was sharing honestly about where I was. Uh, but maybe I hadn't been sharing enough about where God is taking me. And... And our conversation revealed that, that deeper truth to me that, that if I haven't already made it clear, I want to make it abundantly clear this morning. And, and, and that's this truth. God wants us to live into this idea of lament. But I don't believe God wants to, us to linger with it forever. Does that make sense? Uh, God wants us to sit solemnly with our sins and our struggles, but God doesn't want us to stay there. God wants to move us. God wants to walk with us through our sin and our struggle to a new place of salvation and transformation. God wants us through his grace and through the power of his spirit to be able to stand up and to stand firm in our faith as we face those things, trusting that God has given us everything that we need in Christ and that God will give us everything that we need through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if I haven't already said that, I want to say that today. And, and I, want to tell you, uh, I want to tell you another story, one that's, that's not as easy for me to tell. Uh, but I want to share this with you. Um, I'll never forget in, uh, in 2009, uh, my wife, Abby, and I, we experienced an unexpected loss. And um, I'm glad to share more about that with you in personal conversation. But today, I just want to say it was something that was deeply uh, painful for us. It, we were, our hearts were broken and we both experienced grief like we hadn't experienced it before. And, you know, everybody processes grief differently. And, um, and the way that Abby processed her grief was we had this, this chair in our living room. And, and she would come home from work and she would sit in that chair, almost like, like Job in, in ashes and, and sackcloth. She would sit there for hours and I don't remember exactly how long it lasted, but I remember God putting on my heart one day to go and say something to her. And I remember sitting down next to her and saying something like this, honey, it's time to get up. And, and we both knew what I meant by that. And, and that moment became a turning point for us. Now, things didn't change overnight and we, we needed lots of help along the way, but, but it was through that experience that that we grew in our relationship with one another and in our relationship with God. I remember this song that we listened to uh, on repeat for weeks that reminded us of God's presence and provision and power. The words to the chorus said, the arms that hold the universe are holding you tonight. We held on to that truth. And we learned through that season in our lives that there is a, a season to grieve and that there's a season to get up, that, that there's a, a time to sit in ashes and sackcloth and there's a time to stand up and step forward. There's a time to, to hurt and to heal 
in the valley. And there's a time to head back up the mountain, trusting that that God will give us what we need to move from lament to ascent. And I share that with you this morning because I think that's that's where our, our scripture lessons are guiding us today. And, and I say scripture lessons, uh, again, because we're going to look at, at two different psalms today, but, but I promise my sermon's not going to be twice as long. But I want you to hear how they, they connect to one another. The first one, again, our psalm of lament. We've been looking at these for the last few weeks, and it follows this familiar pattern uh, from pain to praise. Listen to what David says. Listen to how it begins. He says, to you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if I remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift my hands towards your most holy place. And now I want to go to the very end of this psalm. I want you to hear how it ends. Instead of following uh, the trajectory of descent into the pit, there's this ascent into praise. He says, praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. What a great illustration of this journey from lament to ascent. And that brings me to the, the second scripture lesson today, Psalm 121. It's, it's the Psalm of Ascent. Remember, it's, it's intended to be sung on the way towards somewhere, making a pilgrimage. And, and, um, and some scholars even say that, that these, are, these are songs to be sung as people were climbing the steps to the temple in Jerusalem to offer sacrifices uh, to God in that most holy place. Listen to what the psalmist says here. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the mountains, the maker. My, my, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He, will not, he who watches over you will not slumber. He indeed who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day. The moon will not harm you by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. So now that we've looked at both of these psalms together, what? What do you think the point of all this is? Why, why do you think I wanted to put these two psalms together today? Well, well, the point I want to make with, with all this, what I want to drive home to you today is, is this. We, we can take this journey from looking down to looking up. We can take the journey from, from sitting down to standing up. We can take the journey from lament to ascent because... God is with us. God is for us. God is working in and through and around our lives for our good and for his glory, which is our greatest good. See, that's what makes all the difference. That's who makes all the difference. It's the good news of Jesus Christ in the middle of our bad news. The good news of God's grace is that because of Christ, 
We don't have to climb the steps of the temple to offer sacrifices to God. The good news of God's grace is that God came down from the mountain to meet us in the valley. The good news of God's grace is that God sent his one and only son to take on our sin and our struggle and to become a sacrifice for us once and for all. The good news of God's grace is that God made a way where there was no way, that God did what only God could do for me and for you. And now that we know that, the Bible says we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that we'll receive grace and mercy and forgiveness. The good news of God's grace moves us from seeing God as just God up in heaven to knowing God as God with us 24-7. My friend J.D. Walt calls Psalm 121 an everyday psalm because it's not just God with us right now. It's God with us wherever we go. It's God with us in our highest of highs and our lowest of lows and everything in between. We, the good news of God's grace tells us that, that we worship and serve a God who's involved in our daily lives. He cares about our every detail. He's constantly working for good and he never falls asleep on the job. He holds our lives and our world in his hands. And they're good, faithful, loving hands. Remember the song? The arms that hold the universe are holding you. He's our fortress. When everything else feels like it's falling apart, he's, he's our song when our hearts are heavy. He's, he's our strength and our shield. He's our, he's our shade in the heat of day. He's, he's our light in the darkness of our darkest night. And everything in between. The good news of God's grace is that God meets us right where we are and invites us to follow him to new heights and new depths in his love for us. This season of Lent is a time for, for reflection and repentance. It's a time for us to, to mine the depths of our souls, to, to, uh, to follow the example that's set out for us in the Psalms. And then again, next week, we're gonna make this journey to Jerusalem, which will lead us to the depths of the cross. And, and as painful as that is, we need to go there. But we don't need to stay there. And thanks be to God, we don't have to. Thanks be to God, Jesus didn't stay there. Jesus went to the depths for us but he didn't stay there. He rose victoriously. He ascended to the place of authority so that even though we experience the depths of lament, we can also experience the, the joy of ascent in Christ because the good news of God's grace is that our pain is not the end because the good news of God's grace is that the grave is not the end, amen? The good news of God's grace is that weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Uh, the good news of God's grace reminds us that for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all so that we can say with the Apostle Paul, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed day by day, so we fix our eyes 
not on what's seen, but what's on what's unseen. For what's seen is temporary, but what's unseen is eternal. So we continue to do what the author of Hebrews invites us to do. We keep fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The good news of God's grace is that just like Jesus, we can move from lament to ascent. Because of Jesus, we can see salvation beyond our sin and our shame and our struggles. Because of Jesus, we can see transformation beyond our temporary troubles. Because of Jesus, we can see God's presence and provision and power beyond the the pain and the impossibilities of this world. Because we worship and serve a God as we're about to hear the worship team sing for us. We worship and serve a God who turns mourning into dancing, who gives beauty for ashes, who turns shame into glory, who turns bones into armies, who turns seas into highways, who turns graves into gardens. And we turn to him, we can turn to him, we can trust him because in every situation, in every circumstance, he's the only one who can. The good news of God's grace is that with God, all things are possible. So my question I wanna leave with you this morning is this. Where's God calling you to move from lament to ascent? Again, it may not happen overnight and it may need some help from others, but, but where's God calling you to stand up and step forward in faith? Trusting that God is with you and God is for you and God is working in and through around and around you. Where do you need to let God transform that part of your life from graves to gardens? Will you think about that and pray about that as our worship team comes up to lead us? I'm gonna pray for us and then we'll have a time just to, uh, to where we are just to respond to what God's placed on our heart today. Let's, let's pray together. God, we do give you thanks for your presence and provision and power in our lives and in our midst. God, we, we, uh, we confess that there are so many things in our lives, Lord, that where we just, we need you and we need to turn to you and, and trust you and entrust to you every part of our lives, God. If there's a place that we haven't done that today, there's a situation that we need to give to you, Lord. Give us the, the faith and the strength and the courage and the grace to do that, to take that step of faith today, to turn to you and allow you to do what only you can do. Through your son, Jesus, we pray, amen.